Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek, and this is 2.2. This is the social commentary portion where I tell you about shit that I look at and shit that comes across my table. And I want to start this shit off by telling you guys how good this Sir album is. Now, if you're not familiar with Sir, he's from Inglewood, and he's signed to TDE, and he looks like a fucking football player. And... I don't understand how a person that looks like that makes music that sounds like this. You know what I mean? He's he's one of them niggas that was on the football team, but then if you caught him at the right time and went over to his crib, you would he'd be like, yo, you go in my room and get my charger real quick, and you go in his room and you see like this marble fucking notebook of just the most beautiful songs that you've ever seen. And you're like, yo, son, you, you write music? And he's like, yo, yo, chill, 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 chill. Don't be going through my stuff. Like, he's one of them niggas, bro. Because... It makes no sense how good this fucking album is, yo. I know last time on 1.2, it was very music-based. And I have a lot of topics here that I want to talk about, but I just really need to start this shit off with telling y'all how good this album is. Now, with me, I really, like, really locked in with R&B like five months ago. I'm not going to lie. And I've been on this warpath of listening to, like, every single classic album that y'all niggas say is classics. I've been listening to Mama's Gun. I've been listening to Kaleidoscope Dreams. I've been listening to Neo. I've been listening to T-Pain. I've been listening, well, I know T-Pain's on R&B. Shut the fuck up. Yes, he is. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Sir. I've been listening to Lucky Day. Um, I do need to start migrating over to the women R&B. I've been listening to Solange, but as far as, like brandy and monica and tony braxton and women like that even throw some anita baker in there i mean if you want to go to the 80s or whatever have you i really need to lock in on women uh r&b and not just be just a whole bunch of men because i've listened to a lot of niggas and uh it's time to give some women a chance anywho sir sir's album is incredible and i remember last time i told y'all about jadena's album about how this nigga has a spectacular mark on the plan about going across the country and just dubbing with women. Because, let's just be honest, unless you're white and you can get the white fan base behind you, you go nowhere without black women, yo. If black women stamp you, and if gay people stamp you, you're pretty much in the game. And I believe Jadena was told this, so now he's going on a nationwide tour of dubbing. Now, he's doing a terrible job of dubbing, but he's dubbing nonetheless. Uh, The album is incredible, though. 85 to Africa? Now, you probably have the pigeonhole like, oh, that's the nigga that always wears suits. Nah, I'm telling you, he's more than just being the classic man. If you listen to that shit, the way he raps isn't like so spectacular. He's not someone that's going to kill you with like lyrical ingenuity and just technical bars and all that type of shit. But as far as like the overall vibe of the album, uh, I think you really would enjoy it, especially when you start getting into the Afrobeats portion. He starts it off with the hip-hop to show you that he's still a real nigga. But then slowly but surely, as you go down the track list, he starts to hit you with the smoothest of melodies as far as uh, it being more Afrocentric. And things that you can tell mean more to him. He didn't just make this album just to make money. Like You can tell that he really is a prideful man from Nigeria. And he excused that beautifully uh, in that album. Now, um... Last thing about music, and I'm going to keep it going. Travis Scott, he has a Netflix documentary, uh, Mama, I Can Fly. And there's absolutely no reason why I see that this nigga got a documentary outside the fact that he's a superstar. Like, all it did was show him being lit the whole time, 
and showed him being snubbed from the Grammy. It showed his performances. And you really didn't know too much about him. You know what I'm saying? Now, uh, be that as it may, he's not the most well-spoken individual ever. He's one of those like super-duper artists that uh, what they want to verbalize to the world comes through their artistry and their music. But I'm watching this documentary hoping to get to know more about him. And I failed in doing so. So I don't see why the fuck they gave this nigga a documentary. I mean, he does minimal talking. The only time he's talking is when he's talking to other people about meaningless nonsense. And then you don't get your hour and a half back. I just don't understand. But whatever. It's kind of like a terrible version of the Beyonce Coachella joint. Because at least you understood that this documentary is centered around how she went about getting prepared for Coachella. Went to this thing like, oh, I'm going to learn more about Travis Scott. And that didn't happen. So, whatever. His music is still dope. And hopefully, there's going to be a time to where he does some type of something to really, so we can really get to know who this nigga is. All this nigga does is make, like, seance music. And it's working. He puts trabies behind seance music. And I can understand why he has the fan base that he has, but I don't really know Travis Scott the person. And um, that's just all, like, all my Illuminati shit, because that nigga's in the Illuminati, too. I'm just going to fucking say it, whatever. If you're listening to this, uh, I'm recording this at 6.21 p.m., and and it's Monday, and motherfucking Lobster Fest is over today. So if you're listening to this, and I caught your attention before Rare Lobster is closed, go over there and spend that fifteen ninety nine, man. You know what I'm saying? Personally, when I go to Rare Lobster, I fuck with their... um. That crab meat Alfredo. I tell them to put crab meat and shrimp in that thing. And I mean, that's how I get to it, the way I get to it. And then you can throw me the shrimp and all that type of shit on the side. And that's how I get stuffed up in there. But I don't know what your seafood style is. But you definitely need to go up in there and see what the fuck is going on. Now, in regards to Red Lobster, uh, that's a terrible segue. So I'm just going to say it. How many of y'all really watch basketball? Small amount, large amount? I'm really starting to see the analytics. I don't know if more women listen to me. I don't know if more niggas listen to me because as far as the feedback is concerned, it's been pretty even keel. So for the women, uh, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this opportunity to know that I'm about to talk about a man that plays in the NBA. So you can tune me out real quick. I'm talking to the fellas real quick. Uh, this nigga, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, allegedly uh, threatened to harm his baby mother. Now, from my understanding... Uh, he has a child with a woman and he went on to go into another relationship. Uh, and the mother of his child refused to bring his child to the wedding where, uh, he threatened to beat her up. And because of that threat, uh, now there's a warrant out for his arrest. And if you just think about what's going on with this guy, DeMarcus Cousins, yo, he, um, he tore his Achilles, he tore his quad muscle. He tore his ACL, and um, some other shit happened to him. I mean, basically, like basically all the primary leg injuries that you don't want, he's got them all at the same time. And I'm really, I really want to send praise out to that guy, man, because under duress, he still found a way. With his NBA future pretty much uh, at risk, he's still locked in with the woman that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with, and now he's going through these domestic disputes and. I mean, praise out to that black man because that shit is not the way. And there's a lot of black men that I know that very niche. I'm not saying this is for everyone that 
deal with very similar situations to where um, the relationship with one woman didn't work out and then the child is utilized as collateral as opposed to being a human being. And that's really sad to see, man. You know what I mean? So shout out to all the fathers out there that's trying to make it work because the last thing that I will ever wish on anyone is strife between the woman that uh, you created a child with. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Do, 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 do. Oh, Paul Mooney. Do y'all know Paul Mooney? Keep it real. There's niggas fucking with Paul Mooney. So when I say the word, oh, I'm sorry, when I say the name Paul Mooney, do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes, no, maybe so. He was in the Chappelle show, but if you're 20 years old listening to this, you probably only saw like YouTube clips of the Chappelle show. So Paul Mooney is a comedian. They used to write for Richard Pryor. And I'm not going to lie. I always thought he was gay, but it's not my fucking, I don't know that nigga. He's not my life. And even if he was, it's not my business. Uh, from my understanding, he has children or whatever have you. And he recently, uh, what the fuck happened to him? Oh yeah. Allegedly he was touching, uh, Richard Pryor's son like while he was a child so he was on some rape shit with a fucking boy but uh as the plot thickened I was told that this child wasn't actually a child the nigga was a grown-up so my thing is how are you letting this old ass nigga do anything sexually displeasing to you when you're also a grown-up niggas ain't doing their push-ups out here I don't understand that if a grown man comes to approach me or if an older man comes to approach me and he starts to do things in a sexual manner that I don't like, I don't respond well to shit like that. But there's nothing that he can do to me that I can't completely subsidize right then and there. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm the strongest thing in the world, but I'm more than confident that I can dictate the next five minutes after you make your decision that you're trying to fuck with me. So I don't understand how this nigga's getting arrested for anything especially if the kid wasn't a mire if it's two adults about to get their groove on what the fuck is sexual misconduct know what i mean he makes all those goddamn jokes that are that are fun. i'm not in front that nigga is a funny ass comedian but but having all that intellect i know sometimes the horny's undefeated but i just can't visualize a grown man touching another grown man the grown man is being touched is making an adult decision that He's being touched, and all of a sudden, years later, this nigga's doing shit that's sexually out of hand. I don't know what that shit is about, you know what I mean? But peace and blessings to everybody that's out here doing things with uh, consent, because uh, niggas is rapey out here. What else we got? Yo, this hurricane shit is mayhem, yo. Hurricane Dorian, are you guys aware of this? Alright, so... In the Bahamas, there is a Category 5 hurricane that's going on, and it's decimating the country. And what I'm trying to understand is why is there such a, there's a raise in the amount of hurricanes that's happening in a small amount of time, and that shit has to correlate to something. Everybody's talking about that climate change doesn't exist, but never in human history has there been this many destructive hurricanes that actually hit the ground and actually decimated within this small period of time. Like, think about it. Remember when that shit happened in um in Houston? And it was like, yo, this hurricane happens once every 300 years. And then there was another one that happened. Uh, where that happened? Not, um, I'm not talking about New Orleans. 
There's so many goddamn hurricanes, I'm starting to lose count. But every single time there's a hurricane, they're always talking about this is the largest one in the last 200 years. This is the largest one in the last 500 years. This is the largest one. Like, my nigga, after a while, I just think these white people are lying, man. Something's happening in the sky, son. And I don't think this shit is accidental. And I'll explain to you why. There's a video that I posted on Twitter about a year and change ago. Uh, it, I didn't originate the video. Uh, fo- by the way, follow me at the OG Black Man. It's all one word, no underscores, my nigga. Just the OG Black Man, and it showed this reporter uh, showcasing uh, a machine that could make clouds. And at first, you would just look at it and be like, "Oh, that's pretty innocent." But if you can make clouds, you can pretty much dictate the weather. You can dictate when it snows, because snow comes from clouds. And you can dictate when it rains because rain comes from clouds. You can dictate you can dictate cloudy days because cloudy days are fucking clouds. So anything involving what's going on, you can pretty much dictate with clouds. Now with hurricanes, the water isn't coming from the ocean and going up in the sky and coming back down. The water's coming from somewhere. You know what I mean? And the wind and all that type of shit. This shit has all to do with the atmosphere and clouds and shit like that. There has to be something bigger that we're not going to be privy to. Because if I was privy to it, I'd probably be shot as I was speaking to y'all. But there's no way that all these hurricanes is happening within the, within this small facet of time. All this time we've been human beings. All of a sudden, the polar ice caps is melting now. And we're getting fucking 40 hurricanes a year now and all that other type of shit. I don't understand. Another thing I don't understand is how to actually contribute some money to these people. I mean, I know J.J. White did some shit in um in Houston. I know a host of others, every time there's a hurricane, always come up with these links of what to do. And then you have the Red Cross. And then you have this, hey, uh, go to this link and fucking randomly give this fucking link some money. Hope it gets there. So 5% five, 5 of the proceeds can go to the hurricane. How can we make sure 100% of the money that we're donating goes to the people that need it? I don't need to fund the Red Cross people. So 10% can go to the people and the 90% go to fucking white niggas named Bernie that's just sitting up and probably buildings that you're probably neighboring. All them, all them niggas are like all one person. All these conventions where everybody's chopping heads off and having sex with ghosts and shit like that, these Illuminati meetings, it's all the same shit. We need to, as black Twitter or black anything, black social media, black media, black everything, we need to funnel how to save the world it's up to us i mean we can do this and we need to some way somehow make the black red cross or whatever so when we donate some money we know niggas is getting it when we know everybody's going through uh shit even in puerto rico and nobody's doing nothing and nobody knows where to donate because everybody's pretty much getting finessed when they donate the money there needs to be something that's streamlined so we can start helping these people out. I don't know how to do it, but I have a podcast, and the best I can do is just verbalize it and speak it into fruition. And hopefully someone that is way smarter than I and way more tactical than I can come up with a way to come through with some type of website. Even if this website exists, I don't see it. And if I have saw it, I'm a skeptic at heart. So I need to see something that's credible, something that's proven. Like, hey, my name is Bernie Journey. And I have black red cross and if you donate to me i'll make sure that everybody in the bahamas is gonna be good to go and i'm like all right bernie journey i like that name that shit rhymes here's a hundred dollars i mean and if you know of any way to donate to these people please tell me 
uh, tweet me at the OG Black Man or send me a link on Instagram, the OG Black Man, and I'll repost it. So uh, at least I can get the word out there of how to actually donate to these people. That's whether you're in Houston or if you're in Puerto Rico or if you're in Bahamas. Anything involving just uh, natural catastrophe, we need to start doing something about this, y'all. You know what I mean? Because all this shit is whack. And the Bahamas have beautiful women. Let's not get chicken misconstrued. Reek is about the women. So we have to save those women down there, y'all. The niggas will be all right. The women and children, they got to get saved. So there's something that we can do. And I'm going to make sure I at least put it in the air so something can be done. Now, there's been something interesting. Since we're talking about Bahamas and black people and all that, there seems to be a paradigm shift with tennis. So there's this 15-year-old girl by the name of Coco Golf, G-A-U-F-F. And she was illuminated. She was illuminated. God damn it! Eliminated by Asaka. I mean, uh, that also goes out with um, YBN Corday. And this Asian black girl is the fucking real deal. I'm not gonna lie to you. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because this girl is 15, competing on the highest stage of tennis. Now, when you have her, when you have Gabby Douglas, when you have the other shorty, uh, I'm blacking out on her name. Please remind me at the OG black man, the one that doing all these goddamn twists and shit like that, um, that's cock diesel, and if she punched you in your leg, your leg will come off. All these women are black, and all these women are superior in their in their field, and this shit is really exciting to see, yo. 15 years, you know what I was doing at 15 years old? I'll tell you. Go back to 2.1. I was losing my fucking virginity to whores and fucking in basements. Meanwhile, you have women out here performing at the highest peak, at 15 years old, son, I was eating school lunch, and if it wasn't school lunch, I was fucking getting a Snapple and cheese fries where it was processed cheese. I shouldn't even be talking to you. I should be dead. Those That cheese was some foul cheese. Now, I mean, the Snapples was pretty good, I guess, but them shits have no nutritional value. I was out here killing myself at 15. You have women out here like Coco Golf, with names like Coco Golf, fucking getting busy on some tennis shit. In five years, she's probably going to take everything over. Well, I don't know. Asians live forever. So maybe the soccer show is going to have shit on lock. Know what I mean? Um, let's see what we also got on the list. Shout out to Chris, by the way. Know what I mean? Uh, Chris is the person that sends me all of my um, current events because I'm terrible at dictating what an event is because I'm the most knowing, unknowing nigga in the universe. So I just go down this list and I just decide what I want to talk about. And, hmm. What the fuck we got here? Do 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 do. Oh, Eddie Murphy. So he's going to return to Saturday Night Live. He has a Netflix special, and he was spotted in uh in clubs in L.A. And let's have a brief conversation about Eddie Murphy real quick. This nigga came out with a stand up. I did the math. Four hundred years ago, right? And in that four hundred years, he's given us a medley of movies. Whether it's fucking The Nutty Professor. Whether it's Norbit, um, Boomerang, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, he's done all kinds of shit. So he transitioned to being a stand-up, and Eddie Murphy is wild young on the low because he got popping at like nineteen. He's like fifty-five or some shit like that. So the past thirty years, in fact, no, I'm thirty. Like the past thirty-five years, this nigga has not done no kind of stand-up, and it just shows you how much celebrity holds weight uh in our society man because 
if I haven't done anything in 35 years, the the fact that you can then leverage that to get a special is incredible to me. It shows black excellence and it shows that there's still an appreciation for Eddie Murphy. But I'm going to be the first to say it. There's no way that this shit is going to be funny. There's no way. Like, there's, there's, there's absolutely no fucking way that this shit could be funny, son. One, he has to be adjusted to the climate of today. Two, he's been famous for, like, 40 years. So, like, peasant things, like going out and seeing what's going on in the world, he probably doesn't do it. Three, he's been rich forever. So he's been around his rich friends forever. So for him, for him to even dictate what's funny in the climate probably isn't going to happen. I mean, you, you can't live in a bubble. It's probably the same shit that's happening with Eminem. You get so popping, your your celebrity outweighs your interaction with normal people, and you have to live in the bubble, obviously for safety reasons, because you can't have fucking weirdo niggas approaching you and trying to kidnap you and all kind of other crazy shit. And I can't, I couldn't imagine anywhere you go on the planet, everybody knows who you are, but to, in your lens, everybody's a complete stranger. So it's like, Eddie, 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 Eddie. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do weirdo fucking songs with Snoop Dogg. And I'm just going to retreat back to what the fuck I was doing. Hey, if you're not knowing what the song I'm talking about, there's some called, there's a song called like, what the fuck? How's that shit go? Uh, Stand up. Some Just type in Eddie Murphy featuring Snoop Dogg. And you're going to see this nigga with a full body do-rag doing some type of pseudo reggae, big nostril nonsense. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But there's no way this shit can be funny. I I just can't see it. You you can't go from being doing something when you was 27. You're now 55 years old. You've done all the movies in the world. You probably have this life to where you probably don't do nothing throughout the day because you've been so rich for so goddamn long. You do movies probably just for the love of it or to to maintain momentum. He's in some weird ass Netflix movie to where he's like a fucking butler or some shit like that or. My cousin saw that shit. I forgot the name of it. But you're doing weirdo. You're at a point in your career to where you're doing like weirdo projects for the love. And there's no way. It takes so long to build material. For those of y'all that aren't stand-up comedians. I'm not a stand-up comedian either. But they'll all tell you like, yo, you have to take what you think is funny. You have to go out and test it on the people. That shit's probably going to be garbage. And then you go out to more people. And you test it out. And it's still going to be garbage. But there might be one or two jokes there. You do that for a good amount of months you probably ask other comedic friends to help you write it and then after a few months you probably have 15 minutes now you have a strong 15 minutes this nigga's doing an hour special so i don't understand how in 30 something years you've developed absolutely no material you've probably been living in a bubble and now you just go to a few clubs and then netflix offers you a fucking special off the rip are you kidding me that shit is so dope, yo. I'm not going to lie. RIP to Charlie Murphy. I'm very interested in when the Netflix special comes out. And I'm very interested in him doing an, even an opening monologue on SNL. Because it's going to be so refreshing to hear Eddie Murphy actually do anything comedic. To where, even if it sucks, we still got to champion him. Because we're losing all of our legends. You know what I mean? Let's go to the next shit. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
and he maintained legendary status why the fuck is chris tucker not a legend like he had a netflix special on uh he had a netflix special what it was an hour i want to say 35 minutes of it was funny it's way more minutes than i thought it was going to be funny so he's in good health he hasn't been shot he hasn't went to jail from not from owing the irs i don't think he has any baby mama drama what the fuck is going on with chris tucker son like why why it, why am i watching silver linings playbook some random white man movie that i was watching one day and he has like a cameo appearance like it's a different world or some shit like that and they don't tell you who the fucking guest appearance is until you're watching the shit chris tucker happy birthday brethren you know what i mean uh it's september 2nd it was probably the other day but shout out to you bro you know what i mean we need to get you more lit out here it's probably the voice dc young fly is famous because he sounds like you like i don't understand like whatever yo you know what i mean uh do 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 sasha obama will be attending the university of michigan yo all right so i know i was a sexual deviant in college right what's going to happen when niggas try to run down on sasha obama what's going on? like she's of age and shit like that and i mean niggas is tr- gonna try to touch it hopefully she don't give it to some fucking white nigga that does fencing or some shit like that and i mean she can't give the she's probably a virgin so what's gonna happen when she's in the meal hall and niggas try to run down and see what's happening with it she was popping and i mean you think she'll be with the shits i mean she's helping her dad curate playlists and all that type of shit is she gonna give up the drawers real smooth like or the secret service and be like hey peasant no one touches an obama fuck is you doing go back to your room and i mean I'm, I'm more than certain that the school like she's going to the university of michigan so it's not like she's going to like this super duper deluxe private school to where everybody around you are billionaires but that's the type of shit that she has to be on because she's the daughter of the former president so when niggas is in the meal hall or niggas are in study hall or when she does what a lot of women do watch niggas play open rec basketball and nigga run down trying to see what's happening with the what's happening. And I mean, is there going to be interference? Is secret security going to cock block? I don't know. I'm I'm more than certain they're going to cock block because I wouldn't. I'm fearful. I don't even have kids. Let alone if I was Barack Obama. And I mean, nigga, I bombed Syria. Yeah, you, you have your father bombed Syria. What's going to happen when nigga tries to run up on you to get the math? Does she even have a phone? Like, there's just mad questions I have. Hopefully, she does something like start a YouTube channel or whatever, because I would love to see how she's living amongst regular people. I'm not saying that she's not regular, but if you're the daughter of someone that literally made American history, I'm pretty sure that getting her number would be kind of treacherous. Uh, What else we got here? You know, speaking of presidents, the president's personal assistant has resigned. There's something going on with this nigga Trump, man. And it's more than what meets the eye, because all throughout his candidacy, all candidacy, all throughout his presidency, people have like been detaching from him. They've been uh, fired. Uh, they've been quitting. There's something. There's there's a dark cloud forming over this man, and a lot of people just want to dismiss him as being an imbecile, but. I'm under the belief that you don't become president by accident, yo. And there's also something I want to say to you guys. I want you guys to look up Electoral College because it's universally understood that Hillary won the popular vote. 
Now, from what we're told, we're in a democracy to where they listen to the people and the people dictate what the fuck goes on in politics. So if everybody wants somebody to be president, the Electoral College came in and was like, oh, no, you don't. How about uh, we decide who's president and we just wasted everybody's time by making you vote? So I want you to also tweet me your findings of the Electoral College. I'm pretty sure none of you uh, are aware of what it is or probably a small uh, few of you. I can explain it to you, but I'll do that uh, next week or the next time we talk because we're running out of time. But the more I think about it, I'm in my room. Fuck time. Right now, I'm about to explain to you guys what the Electoral College is. Let me just get my thoughts together. And while I do so, you know, grab a beverage. Uh, If you're driving, you're probably thirsty. Stop at the gas station. Get a Gatorade real quick. I mean, if you're in the crib, make yourself a little sandwich. Because this next 10 minutes is about to be some uh, some educational shit that I'm about to put together for y'all. Because we need to know this as a people. Uh, and when I say as a people, I mean listeners on my show. Because that's, that's uh, pretty much who's important. So uh, buckle up, nigga. So here's the Electoral College. And I'm going to make it as comedic as possible. And I'm going to paraphrase a lot because um, that's what you do on podcasts. The Electoral College, as far as definition is concerned, when you go to Google, give me a second because I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly, is a body of people representing the states of the U.S. who formally cast votes for the election of the president and vice president, a body of electors chosen or appointed by a larger group. So uh, they pretty much, in as a collective, uh, make sure they have a say in who will be president and who can be vice president. Now, the key thing that you guys need to hear in that definition is a body of people representing the states of the U.S. Now, why did I just isolate that portion of the definition? Well, I'll tell you. There's a point in time to where knowledge, uh, there wasn't a lot of faith in the knowledge of the people in the 16 and 1700s. So what had to happen was they created a group of people that can listen to the voters but not necessarily trust who they're voting for so it's like look these niggas is dumb we're less dumb so to make sure the right person is going to be our president we're going to make sure that we represent the people based on the amount of people that are in the state now anything if you know anything about u.s history uh until like the mid 1800s uh 32 of 36 presidents were from Virginia and all these niggas owned slaves. Now, the reason why all this is important and what if, if you're doing anything else, really listen up. because I really want you to hear this. Put the fucking phone down. Just listen to me real quick. The Electoral College has votes depending on the populace of the state that they are representing. So what happened specifically with a uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, and John Adams in 1800 because this particular election is what popped everything off because if there have been presidents for all this goddamn time um, I said the 1600s earlier sorry about that the 1700s you would think uh, in 100 so years they would have that shit together and you would think that people will be more savvy and you wouldn't need the electoral college because if it is a democracy we go with who we actually like no 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 uh when you're white and when you understand that in slavery there's more people in the south that can't vote 
than in the north, then the north is going to have an edge up on you when you're in Virginia and you've been pretty much locking down all the presidencies uh, over the past hundred or so years. So what was introduced is like, hey, these niggas, let them vote. I mean, it only will be three fifths, but they should still have a say. Now, what does that mean? That means per state, although there are more actual citizens, well, what was considered to be a, a citizen uh, in the north, there's more people in the south because slavery was on and popping in the south. So if you have more people that are allowed to vote, you have more people in your populace. If you have more people in your populace, then the electoral college that represents your state has more weight in the vote. So what wound up happening, especially in 1800, Thomas Jefferson beat the shit out of John Adams as far as being the president because there are more northern votes for John Adams, but there are more southern votes for Thomas Jefferson because they let black people vote. Now, what does all of that mean? That means that if you're Donald Trump and you're Hillary Clinton and as far as people who voted, 50 or so percent of them want them want Hillary Clinton to win, but all the states with all the white people want motherfucking Donald Trump to win, that means the states with all the white people have more representation as far as far as electoral votes is concerned. And if there's more electoral votes that sway by the populace of the people who won the motherfucking win the presidency, guess who fucking wins? Donald Trump. That's why Donald Trump is president, everybody. If you think I'm lying, Time Arg Time Magazine uh, had a piece. If you want me to send it to you, I definitely will. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at the OG Black Man, and I'll send you this fucking link. Know what I'm saying? This shit shows you exactly what the fuck happened and why there's electoral college. So let me just uh, bring you back, just, just in case I lost you. The electoral college means that a group of people that are represented by the largeness of a state have weight as far as uh, being a vote as far as votes are concerned so the bigger the state the more the people not not the size of him star the more people that that occupy the state the more weight the electoral the electoral college vote has so if you're trying to become president getting certain states is cool but you have to get the states with the most amount of people now, if you listen to me and you're in Florida and you're in Chicago and you're in New York and you're in L.A., there's a whole middle portion of America that we're never going to go to because there's no reason to go to there. But that's where all of the white people are. So if you can galvanize enough votes uh, that are in the states that have a large quantity of people and a large quantity of people are swaying to fucking vote towards one person, that's how someone can outdo the popular vote. That's why I think all this shit is rigged in the first place. Because even as people that have Google, that have fucking access to all this shit, if we say, hey, we want Hillary, niggas from the electoral, electoral college can say, hey, tough nuggies, nigga. Because based on what we're seeing, we're representing Montana, and Montana wants Trump to win. And not only does Montana want Trump to win, North Dakota wants Trump to win, and South Dakota wants Trump to win, and Arkansas wants Trump to win. And you have all these uh, fucking states that are relatively big, all going towards one person. So even if, the, as far as numbers are concerned, Hillary gets more votes, if Donald Trump can get votes where there's more fucking people, then Donald Trump can still win. This shit is an issue. 
the electoral college is some shit that only stayed around so virginia can still have the fucking presidency on smash because the niggas was owning slaves man and because it was absolutely understood that there was more people in there was there was more people in the south than in the north because the south had all the fucking slaves even if we give these slaves three-fifths of the vote we can occupy a larger populace of people which means we can get more representation so we can get fucking thomas jefferson to beat john adams the shit has to stop i say that to say the reason why everybody's ditching him and even his personal assistant because he's not supposed to fucking be there it's understood he's not supposed to be there. We have a big election coming up. Please, everybody, wake the fuck up and smell the coffee. Tell all your white friends. Tell all. Matter of fact, we have we have to get the white people on our side, man. There's no other way to say it. The white people can really have Trump win again. Everybody's saying like, you know, Trump can still win, but nobody's really telling you how. I'm here to tell you how. The electoral college can fucking do it because if all the states with all the white people all go for Trump, but everybody else votes for fucking Hillary. The bigger the state and the the more the representation. The more representation, the more electoral the the more electoral college votes that this nigga can get. And this nigga gets all the motherfucking electoral votes, but he but he's getting but the other fucking person that's running against him gets the fucking other votes, the the meaningless people, the people that can't decide for themselves, that's how this nigga can win. So hopefully I was able to fucking uh educate you about what the electoral college was um if i did a poor way of explaining it uh next week on 3.1 i'll make sure i leave with a more fluent explanation as uh what it is because in order for us to understand what the fuck is going on and in order for us to actually come through with a tactical plan in regards to actually having a president we need to understand the loopholes the loopholes is if he has all the states with all the people on smash but hillary's only getting new york kansas fucking chicago cali and florida that's not gonna fucking get it done because even if the votes technically state that we voted for her more than trump but the but the states that trump got has more people in it then we lose anyway it's not really a democracy people so that's how i'm going to end this episode um 3.3 will be released on wednesday and as I said in uh, 2.1, I said I said 3.3. I'm all over the fucking place with numbers. Sorry about that. 2.3 will be released on Wednesday. 2.4 can be released on Thursday if you guys write in. Uh, you probably forgot, and that's totally fine. If you have an experience to where a woman approached you or an experience, if you're a woman where you approached a man, uh, put in a subject of uh, shooting your shot, email me at uh the good brother experience at yahoo.com and i will go ahead and i will read these emails so we can educate everyone on how to actually shoot your shot or we can hear these fantastical tales of men having shot shot at them that's going to conclude uh 2.2 uh sorry for all the stuttering or whatever have you but i already told you guys that i have a stuttering issue and love is still love uh i'll see you guys on 2.3 I will talk to you guys on Wednesday and I'll let your boy.